Although the liturgical feast of the Trinity is still three weeks away, today's Gospel text invites us into its mystery and its presence in our lives. Jesus reaches out to his disciples in words that will give them hope and courage as they begin to realize that he will soon no longer be with them. This will not be an easy time for them, but his assurance is based on a profound sense that all of us possess. It's like our sixth sense, and it is our ability to remember. When a person leaves us in death or is apart from us for some other reason and in some other way, an example being as we practice physical distance in these days, when the five senses of our body no longer unite us, then our memory becomes our bond of relationship. And it's a powerful sense. It's not just a thinking about it. It's not just a kind of cerebral passing thought. It is a powerful, powerful energy. It is a deep spiritual consciousness that picks up our spirit. And we have that sense of being okay. We say with all honesty that we keep each other's spirit alive. Or we say to people, I know you're going to be gone for a while, but I am with you in spirit. You are with me in spirit. It's more than just a casual, well, okay. It's a powerful assurance, a passing on of presence. Jesus tells his disciples that his return to the Father will bring about this new presence. In fact, he says, there will be another advocate as though the one they have already known in him and through him was the first, but now there will be another. And this presence will not be like the ways that they had known, how they had seen him, how they had heard him. This one will be rooted in the memory of the remarkable love that existed between them. And Jesus says, between them, through him, and with the Father. And this memory, Jesus says, will find a whole new expression in the love that they have for others. It will not be isolated, and it will not be confined. It will burst forth. It will burst forth in a communion of mercy and love, and most of all, hope.
our memory is an astonishing capacity. It's one so, so powerful. Jesus offers them that their love of him will now shape their lives. Their words and their works will echo and imitate his words and his works. And together, they will be in union with God. We are brought into that same communion of Jesus with the Father in the same way. Our memory, our remembering, will not then be just an exercise in recollection of a historical Jesus. It will be a life of concrete expression and relationships with each other, with the risen Christ, and together with the Father. And so we find ourselves saying such things as, you know, if so-and-so was here, and we, we draw a picture right away, and we see so-and-so right there, and we hear them, can't you just imagine so-and-so in this situation? And many of you have said, of you know, members of the community who have passed on, Sister Mary, it's always Sister Mary somebody. Remember Sister Mary? And everybody that knew her knows that moment and re remembers that situation. It is a spiritual consciousness this time of the person of the risen Christ. And we shape and reshape our lives by that real, sometimes seemingly elusive, Spirit of God. But it's so real, it's palpable, if not tangible. Scripture scholars often refer to this relationship with God using the Greek word parakoresis. Parakoresis, which means dance. And in the Gospel today, Jesus invites us into that divine dance that is a communion that we call the mystery of the Trinity. God is the composer, the Spirit is the music, and Jesus is our partner. God is the composer, Jesus is the music, I'm sorry, the Spirit is the music, and Jesus is our partner, and every day we are simply invited to dance our life away. Of course, we know there are many times and many circumstances that challenge that rather delightful and uplifting image. And we might very well ask at those times, and indeed in these times, where is my life partner? when I meet him? Where is this Jesus that is my partner? How am I going to deal with this on my own? I know God. I hear the music. 
Where is the one? Where did he go? Questions, perhaps, of the disciples. And so it begs the question, is physical presence more assuring than a spiritual one? Can there be a sense of real presence when there's not a physical closeness? That was their concern, the disciples. I think it's ours, and perhaps in a particular way in these days. The assurance of Jesus is that the gift of the Spirit, this Spirit, this advocate, that draws them into a communion with God, that this advocate is like any advocate, is right there when you need them, right beside you, all the time, unfailing, constant, and loving. We are not and cannot, Jesus says, be orphaned. There are few situations in our world today that make our heart ache more than those that involve the plight of children who become orphans, who are separated from their families because of famine or sectarian persecution, child trafficking, and immigration policies. And the social sin that haunts us all is that these situations do not need to be. So Jesus' promise that he will not leave us orphans takes on a whole new poignancy when we hear it in the context of our world today. It is a message that we need to hear, and it has its own urgency and at the same time, its own comfort. The irony of the Easter scriptures in this whole Easter season, the irony is that the promise of the risen Christ is not for the faint of heart, but at the same time, it's what we so need to hear. This divine communion, this great dance is our gift, our joy, and our daily grace.